<laughs> when did we have time? How did we ever turn these around the same day? I truly, it baffles me thinking about it. Anyways. I'm already tired. Yeah, I'm tired recording this. <laughs> it's almost 8 p.m. It is 8 p.m. <laughs> Night podcasting. Hey y'all, this is the Queer Archive, a queer and feminist Doctor Who podcast. I'm Brenna. And I'm Sky. And this is security protocol 7.2. The Echelon circuit has been activated. The Echelon circuit has been activated. We're being pulled away. Pulled away. We I'm c- away. We <laughs> We continue to be still in the echelon circuit. But now we're talking about the fifth chapter of series 13, Survivors of the Flux. Please stow any hand luggage and prepare for departure. All right, you want to talk about random notes first? Let's get to random. First of all, we're almost to the finale, which deserves, which warrants a deep breath, which I absolutely... (laughs) haven't been there in a minute. Our origin story. No, but really... I, I took an actual deep breath as the episode was starting. Wow, I'm I'm really, really feeling it. There's a lot of pressure building right now, and whatever Chibnall's going for, it's working on me. <laughs> and then, of course, it opens with the angel doctor. Yeah. Brutal. Fuck, these angels are so scary. Yeah. Also, Mexico? Ex- excuse me. Is this acknowledgement of Latin America? Is that no. what's happening here? No. No Latinx representation for you. <laughs> it was short-lived. Like, as soon as we were celebrating it, we were gone. <laughs> I said, just came here to steal some shit and get out, huh? Mm-hmm, All right. Sure did. <laughs> like, acknowledge, yes, you exist, Mexico. Mexico Thank can you. have a crumb of representation <laughs> by existing. Everything else. <laughs> Thank you for your Mayan ruins. and um, And we're out. I did laugh at the boys in the background being just an absolute Three Stooges skit back there. Meanwhile, Yaz kicking ass as basically the next Indiana Jones. That was the signal. What a pair of clowns. Almost. entirely my I didn't think this happens a lot with trailers where there's like a moment in the trailer that you're like, that was great. And then I was like, that probably won't be as great. In real time, it was. It was better than it was in the trailer. When she's like still doing it, and he drops down and she goes, Hi, uh. <laughs> Unbothered. Uh, yes, absolutely that energy. Well, as for the rest of this episode, just felt like a Leonardo DiCaprio meme the whole time with us pointing at the screen every five minutes, just gasping. The ood! Snake tattoo, grand serpent, and then he said, "Beyond your understanding, Kasavin, like get those guys back in here. Why not? Get them all in there. All of it. All into the TARDIS at once, like little sardines." It was just a lot of pointing at the television. It was. One of the things I pointed at and yelled was, "Why don't you just pull the fuse out?" Get him all of you now. Everyone, get back. Up this way, away from the imminent explosion. Just pull it out of the dynamite. The dynamite. <laughs> yeah, Brennan said it's 1904. Pull the fuels out, goddammit. In the mummy, it just plucks it out. <laughs> I love how that's your 
That's my reference point in most things. Your authoritative, historically accurate reference point. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Cinematic masterpiece. (laughs) I do stand by my previous assessment. The Grand Serpent seems like a little bitch. And he also seems like a little knockoff Benedict Cumberbitch. My God, General. You really are a fool, aren't you? I liked his little snake tie, though. (laughs) The branding is strong. Yeah. You know he picked out that tie like, hmm, this speaks to me. He's a little dweeble, but that tie was cute. He does have a weird Benedict Cumberbatch face, but it's just not quite there. And his voice. Like, there's a... Oh. There was a tonal quality to it that reminds me of Benedict Cumberbatch. But when we were watching this, I was like, he seems like a knockoff Benedict Cumberbatch, but not as good. Which is... I mean, because it's just... No one's been in a Cumberbatch. Sure, Cumberbatch sure. is really, really good. It's just a specific genre. The The internet went hard for him in a way that I don't quite get on board with, but it didn't go hard for him for no reason. He is, in fact, very talented. Well said, well said. <laughs> I'll take it. Carbonista. Our pup. Can I pick that dog? No. Can I pick that dog? No, he's Can I sleeping. pick that dog? He's back. And he's grumpy as hell. So listen up, whoever you are. I know you stole that ship. I know you're not a looper. And I'm giving you to the count of one to evacuate because I'm coming on board. One. And I just have one question. <laughs> Can I pet that dog? Can I pet that dog? All my these moment. <laughs> my so many forgotten moments. They're finally here. My... Carvinista opinion is, I want the samurai dog man to shag the bloke from Liverpool. I want it real bad. One more time for the folks in the back. I want the... I'm not going to actually yell because it really... (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. But it will be featured on a Gallifrey One ribbon coming soon (laughs) to a convention near you. (laughs) (laughs) Especially after they painted... After they defaced a priceless monument... Or around a priceless monument. And then Carbonista saw it and he went, I don't have time travel, you idiot. Oh, humans are so annoying. Especially him. And then went back to what he was doing. <laughs> humans are so annoying. Especially that one. I Just mean, kiss. Right. <laughs> he ain't wrong. Kiss um, already, jeez. <laughs> I want their reunited moment. Oh, I hope I it's want it real so bad. good. Yeah. And I want a ton of fan cams about it. How has no one... I keep checking Archive of Our Own. No one has written a Dan Vanista fic. I feel so let you down lie. on the internet. None. You lie. Zero. Are you sure you're looking it up right? That yes, has I to am. exist. I even found fanfic for that K-drama I've been watching. That's what I'm but saying. this, there's, no. There's always a fanfic for everything. Not yet. You know what that means. You have, you have to write it. You know I won't. You have to write it. You though. know I'll write one scene of it and then go, sorry to these characters, and go back to my life. Busy bedazzling. Be the Dan Vanista you want to see in the world, though, Brenna. You know Have I we won't. learned nothing? <laughs> you know I won't. All right. Don't worry, I'll make it happen. Oh, uh, you're going to write it? <laughs> no, I'm just going to make you, I'm going to motivate you. No, I'm really not. <laughs> I couldn't even, like, I like get how it you stopped yourself mid, no. I'm going to make you, and then you were like, no. Listen, <laughs> no one can motivate an eight to do shit. nothing. Shit, that's right. You can't make them do shit. If they don't want to do it, it ain't gonna get done. You can motivate them to do shit out of spite, but it's usually not the thing you want. Right. No, like, I'm just not gonna win here. So, <laughs> <laughs> I've learned this long, long time ago. Uh, Thank you multiverse. Yeah. I'm moving on. Multiverse. Yeah. 
beyond division, the next universe and the next beyond that. Multiverses. Our terminology became quaint a long time ago. So here we are. Bubble universes. Yeah. All of it. Give it to me. Also, the way I heard the His Dark Materials theme in my head when we saw the ship between two bubble universes. It. Mm. Mm-hmm. Still hits. I also got lots of interstellar vibes this mm-hmm. time around, the second time around. N- not that they move between bubble universes, they move via a wormhole. But the when she's talking to the Ood and he's mm. saying we can't do it, like the ship's under too much strain, she says, This is no time for caution, which is like one of the most iconic lines mm. of Interstellar. So I felt that way. But yeah, when I when she was like the old universe, I went, Oh, they're doing it, the beautiful bastards. They're gonna do the universe. <laughs> Speaking of which, should we talk about production, writing, music, direction, etc.? Yes, totally. Okay, this tunnel shit with the portal business dope it is good i actually i must repent of some of my earlier (laughs) evilness towards mr scrooge he i'm actually enjoying him uh, at this point when he like so good went up to yaz and went finally finally someone else who gets it he is bringing it (laughs) he is he's serving he's giving what needs to be gave and we continue to say it Everyone showed up to work. Yeah. Everyone, I don't care who you are. Like, we'll talk about it later. The star, of the real the star of the show. Star, yeah. <laughs> but I fucking love just how mad Joseph Williamson enters a scene. Yes. Every scene. Just <laughs> fucking pissed. None of your fucking business. Pissed about a boat. A ship. A ship at sea. On the fucking water? Jeez. A ship at sea? You gotta be kidding me. Hey, this is my fucking nightmare. I'll do it myself. Yeah. Drama. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone, yeah. everyone in this is pedal to the metal. Like on every, it's all cylinders firing, regardless of whether they're in front of the camera or behind it. Like mm. everyone's gone bananas. And as an intense person, yes. you may resonate with this. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Intense. What are you trying to say? (laughs) In a very Yaz tone. Brenna, are you intense? Why haven't you mentioned anything? You're like Aaron and Amy saying, You have an espresso machine? You never talk about that. (laughs) You never talk about anything you're really interested in. Yeah. I'm a mystery. (laughs) Okay, speaking of, what were we talking about? Oh, okay. So let's talk about intensely good performances. Sort of feel like they're squandering Azure and Swarm in this back half of Flux. Mm. Like Sam Sproul is out here with his intense additional mouth saliva, and you cut away from him for what? For Tuktayun? Waste. Even his mouth saliva is intense and in bringing yeah, it. Yeah, penitentiary behavior. I just let him let him be great. <laughs> you don't need Tuktayun. That's why she got Thanos well, in this episode. She got got. So <laughs> maybe we will next episode because. Who got her? Swarm, Swarm himself. So the Sam Sproul. Yeah. I think I think we'll get what we need next episode. I here's hoping. Yeah, here's hoping. I had two other major thoughts about production. Number one, I love the division theme. That it's motif so is so good. Congrats, Sagoon. Please put it on the soundtrack. I'm sure some form of it will be there. But no jurisdiction in outer space wasn't on the soundtrack. So what do I fucking know? And I. 
am begging the Doctor Who production team to release the translation guidelines for the new Gallifreyan because it is so crisp. I want a tattoo of it immediately, and there's no way for me to have it. Yeah, I don't know what about the new Gallifreyan design. The Helvetica knew of it all. I was just going to say, it's the Helvetica but, um, knew of it all. <laughs> no, it, which shouldn't be a compliment, but it really is in this case. It's sexy. Sexy? It's not sexy. It's a little bit sexy. Why is everything sexy now? Which I don't say very often about non-people things. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically fonts? Yeah. I'm not a graphic designer, so I don't have that kind of opinion about fonts normally. But it is sexy. So, our chibs. Chibberoo. (laughs) Our chibbers. (laughs) The chibbers in the sky. He's getting back to his best shit. With the Timeless Children mystery. And I am so glad. Happy to be here. Yeah. Let's get into it. First off, there's still a like a lot of unanswered shenanigans to this whole story, obviously. And what I think I would like and what I would be here for is the series probably just to end with some questions staying unanswered. Maybe like what's behind the Timeless Children wormhole. I would be okay if they left that totally a mystery. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. I think it's fairly safe to say there is no possible way he could answer all the questions that he's set up over the last three se- Like, it is not narratively possible. <laughs> not narratively possible. <laughs> At least not in a satisfying way. No. Yeah. And that's what doesn't have me too worried. Yeah. Because A, I think he's going to answer what needs to be answered. It's not just the one more episode that we got. We don't have just one hour left. We have a few because we'll have some really jam-packed specials. Although the plot description for the New Year's special looks like a standalone. It looks like just a one-offer. I haven't read the plot description. What does it give away? It says that... Hold on, let's find it. Okay, here's the synopsis for the New Year special. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Sarah owns and runs Elf Storage, and Nick is a customer who visits his unit every year on New Year's Eve. This year, however, their night turns out to be a little different than planned. That's the end. What the fuck? So that sounds more standalone I, yeah. to me than we're finishing up re- the Flux storyline. Yeah, it sounds very removed from the Flux storyline, like... The world isn't ending. It's fine. That's done now. Um, I'm sure it'll make sense when it comes. But I do think that Sans New Year special, because they want to make it festive and there's nothing too festive about the end of the world. <laughs> I think that the, hasn't stopped them in the Christmas specials Jesus, for like right. the first six years. Yeah. Not like to this fucking degree, though. So I think they'll jump into it maybe after how that's not going to be super abruptive. I don't know. But... Yeah, I'm here for it to see them make it work. So I think we'll have, yeah, a little bit more room to A, like leave some mystery that I'm totally here for, and then B, like wrap up what does need to be wrapped up. Mm. And apparently the finale finale of Jody's last episode is super heartbreaking, and I'm I'm ready to be heard again. Okay. <laughs> Oh, is it suck? It's gonna suck so bad. All that to say, even if Chimna leaves some mystery, whoever's in charge next, 
We just... <laughs> like you said, whoever's in charge instead of RTD. Well, I, it could be RTD or just whoever's in charge for the future of Doctor Who. That could be the person after RTD. They could revisit what Chibnall did at any time. Yeah. So whoever they wants could to... could J.J. Abrams it. Whoever wants to pick it up, yeah. could J.J. Abrams this shit? Like, it's exactly a good parallel because... As you know, we're big fans of Ryan Johnson here, here. and The Last Jedi and what Ryan Johnson set up there, and the good shit Chibnall set up here with the Timeless Children could be picked up again and answered in some really unsatisfying way that just absolutely dilutes the anti-colonial narrative that the Timeless Children was built on and that Mm -hmm. was so strong here. Yeah. So I'm going to live in this world where I have my hopes high. And while it is still intact, even Chimnall himself has not ruined it, I'm going to enjoy it. Because the other thing is that, to me, the thing that worried us most while we're in this Chimnall run is whether or not this is going to make the Doctor the center of the universe again, pretty much like the Doctor has always been. And seeing, like, is Chimnall going to fall back onto that trope again? And will it take away the one thing that we really, really love about the Doctor so much? That they are just some Time Lord traveler picking up people along the way, falling in love with the universe, and defending it whatever way they can. And with the developments thus far, I I just don't see either of those things happening. I feel pretty safe about that. Whereas going in, I was like, yep, I totally resonate with that worry. It's happened to us in the past a lot. But if here... If the Doctor is changing the course of the universe, it is only because they are being that traveler, picking up people along the way, falling in love with the universe, and defending it in whatever way they can. And that is what pisses Tektayun off, what the Doctor does. And that is very different than the course of the universe revolving around some chosen one, descendant of Emperor Papa Time, whatever, whatever. And in fact, the only thing that this continues to change both the Timeless Children reveal and now this extension of that story, is that it takes the time lordiness, heritage, birthright, specialness out of the equation. It was when the Doctor was a Time Lord that 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 had me tired. No, Time Lord Victoria is just a lost child finding their way through the universe with no known ties except the ones that they make as they defend and fall in love with the universe over and over again. To be honest, I was actually afraid Chibnall was going to maybe back off from the connections we were seeing in The Timeless Children, but I couldn't be more pleased to see that he's actually leaning into it and leaning into specifically the anti-colonial narrative and straight up just standing firm in, yep, the Time Lords suck, but in all the ways that white supremacy sucks, but there is so many one-to-one parallels that we just continue to see and that are confirmed over and over again. So I, like, y'all, I wasn't joking when I said the division is an allegory for white supremacy when we were pointing out how the rogue angel threw the doctor under the bus. The moment the division wanted someone more than them, the moment the angel could benefit from even a little bit of the division's protection, because that's how white supremacy works. And at the heart of it, the division always will fear the doctor more because the division took more from the doctor. I thought you were manageable. But I had to admit, what I always knew deep down, you'd never stop if you rediscovered what division had done. And just like white supremacy, it can oppress all groups 
that do not get attributed its privilege while also turning those it oppresses against one another to fight just not to be the lowest rung on the ladder. Tektayun said, the division recruited throughout the galaxy. And that's what happens with the angel. It lost and regained its privilege and protection from the division by selling out the doctor, the one on whom the supremacy of the division was built via colonization and theft of their own body. Party on. (laughs) Yeah, it reminds me of, when you were talking just now, it reminds me of the reason why there's such bad blood between gay men and lesbians is because there was Mm. a very fragile alliance between queer folks at the beginning of, like, the gay rights movement with all the big scare quotes around it. But the moment it became advantageous to double cross and talk shit about lesbians, then it was like, full out feud. If we can get an inch ahead of you, we're going to take it. Yeah. And it it just, and that happens within each subsection too, right? Like lesbians, everyone was together Mm -hmm. until white lesbians were like, oh, we can leave the lesbians of color. They get left in the dust and we get to leap ahead. Mm -hmm. And it's just that same fractious infighting where it's like, you're, you're directing your ire the absolute wrong direction. If we could hold a unified front, we'd be able to get what we want. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, the supremacist, whatever system of power, whether it's white supremacy in our case, division in theirs, yeah, it hurts everyone. Yeah, what you think you're getting, you're not. It even fucking hurt Tectayun yeah. herself. Yeah. At the end of the day, her own system was her own end. Yeah. What more needs to be said? It is poison. It is not good for even those it is supposed to protect and benefit and that's why i'm just like so fucking relieved that Chimnol's like no we're gonna stick to that we're gonna lean into it because it is just at every step of the way parallels the mechanics of white supremacy i could say or any system of power really but white supremacy is just it's the original we can can track right yeah the og the worst og to be yeah so yeah i'm gonna keep I mean, hopefully my, my thoughts on that become more refined once we come around to this again. But, like, I, I had to, you know, throw it down there a little bit messy just to, to get it out there because I was so relieved to see it play out even more. Um, especially when I was kind of on edge being like, it was so good. Please don't fuck it up. Like, yeah. please don't move away from this at the very least. Don't, like, contradict it. Yeah. But no. So many people that we are, like, who friends with have said, please stick the landing, please stick the landing, please stick the landing. (laughs) Yep. So, even if the storyline gets messy and it's a total disaster, I gotta stand that it remains anti-colonial. Yeah. Should we talk about guest stars? Yeah. The guru guru. is (laughs) the runaway breakout star of this episode. I'm teasing you! I knew you wouldn't have anything, really. Two minutes, coming in. I mean, like, Edward Said would absolutely <laughs> roll over in his grave, but still, congrats to Cami Darwish for stomping on everyone with a big old combat boot. I'm teasing you again! Two minutes of screen time and everyone was like, that guy's fucking great! Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so needed in this, like, hella tense episode, too. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh, so fun, and he just nailed it. Go ahead. Go to town. Drag him. Yeah. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, is this going to be way too gimmicky? Is this going to be racist? And I was like, no, it's just delight. Yeah, he was just, delightful. Just a good old time. 
Kate Stewart, Kate fucking Stewart. snapping her phone in half is my kink. <laughs> the conviction with which she... Oof. Snappy snap? Yeah. I felt that. Yeah. It was great. I'm also obsessed with how she just completely rolled over Snake Man's sexist ass, you look tired comment pulled yeah. right out of Ten's playbook. Yeah, he tried to do the, don't you think she looks tired? And she went, you can fuck on off is what you can do. You must be feeling very tired, Kate. Oh, by the way, you should know I'm wearing a psychic manifest shield. So whatever you conjure to suffocate the others from the inside won't work on me. Girl didn't even skip a beat. <laughs> she just moved on to her next point in her PowerPoint presentation just because she ain't taking a shit. And he really added, you really need to calm down yeah. for good measure, right? Basically that don't don't get so emotional. Yeah, don't be so hysterical. It's hysterical. You really need to calm down, Kate. I am the head of a unit. And if you don't stop this, I will expose you. And I shan't hesitate to call in a favor from someone you really don't want to argue with. So, so good. Just read him for filth. And the gulp that he took. Yeah. <laughs> you should be nervous. <laughs> a little snaky snake. Snaky snake. Oh, he's so gross. He's nasty. Okay, so this episode, there's so many damn badass women in it. It's one of the most distinct times I have felt the show moving far beyond does it pass the Bechdel test to holy shit these women are killing it and a collection of women are driving the plot so hard yeah the other episode that did that for me was of course Fugitive at the Jadoon and and Fugitive did a beautiful job moving past the DuVernay test at the same time because it was driven by Ruth Doctor, 13, and Gat. What a trio. Yeah. Last Kate Stewart note. Do not mention Osgood and then not show her. She better be in this next episode or it's on site. Osgood, I have to go dark. Or we riot. On site. Jail immediately. Chibnall. Yes. It would be worse if you were to mention her and not come through. Yeah. Than to not mention then her Then just at do all. nothing. Yeah. You, you understand have, this? You could have done nothing. You yeah. understand this. Okay. Okay. Anyways... Also, can we talk about Diane? I'm so glad to see her back because yeah. girl had me worried. Hell yes, I need to see Diane fuck shit up. She said, I you have know, some scores to settle. You know she's ready to. Yeah. I'm Di, by the way, from Liverpool. And I've got some scores to settle with this lot. She said, knock a few bucks, square up. I need to see <laughs> that. Also next episode, there's a lot riding on next episode. Yeah, again, <laughs> it's not possible for that episode to give you everything you want it to give you. It's really not. But it is, I mean, this is, there's literally one note where we're like, yay for Diane. But I am going to say it would be monumentally important to have the disabled character who had her agency taken from her come back and yes. be the throwdown. Like, yes, that's really important. Don't of all the things, don't fuck up. Yes. don't fuck that up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, side by side with Vendor. Oh, it'd be so great. Yeah, I need it. Okay. Yeah. I think all we've got left is Tecteon. Her description of division. Division is simple, and indescribable. It began on Gallifrey, as a group to ensure the safety of our galaxy. As our ability to travel grew. And our horizons broadened, division kept pace. 
The brand consistency. Once a little bitch, always a little bitch. Fuck off forever and die. Tell him. Jeez. Also, I blame myself a little, but I mostly blame you. Uh, That is an all-time deflection. Wow. (laughs) Oh, she sucks so much. Unfortunately, when we get to this episode the second time around, we're going to have to talk about abusive relationship dynamics because this series is an all-time, like, it is (laughs) talking about abusive relationship dynamics, and that is rough. Walking (laughs) this. It's going to be rough, yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I'm, oof, buckle up. Also, bribing the doctor with their own damn (laughs) memories. In what universe did you think that was going to work? You knew it wouldn't have worked in the last one, so now you're trying it on the way in the next one. I mean, it wouldn't work. There's no version of the doctor (laughs) that it would. But also, the level of fucked up that that is. Yeah. The level. Like, impressively fucked up. Yes. Like, the memories that, remember the ones that I took from you? And then dangling them in front of her, she owes her those memories. And Brett, mm, mm. Uh-huh. thanks, mom. So I'm sure none of you will be surprised to hear. I have some thoughts about Tecteun. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so audibly hostile towards a character on Doctor Who ever. <laughs> Every time she opens her goddamn colonizer mouth. I've told you to fuck off twice and yet you're still here. You know that 90% of household dust is made of dead human skin. That's what you are. To me. You are a fucking omni-shambles. That's what you are. You're like that coffee machine, you know? From bean to cup, you fuck up. Just lots of cussing. The amount of times that we shouted, SHUT THE FUCK UP! SHUT UP! SHUT UP! <laughs> well, we were mm. a lot. And I say that a lot, so that's not unusual. Sky does not. That mm. is usually a, a, a Brenna province. I, I couldn't... I could barely hear the conversation because, because we were so loud, <laughs> being so mad. You'd think we got better the second watch through, but we, we did weren't. not. We were I, the same. <laughs> I was not done. <laughs> I had more to say. It was like an exorcism. We were just getting there. <laughs> yeah, it, it will continue. Again, this may be a little bit more refined on our second time around. Or maybe we'll still just be yelling. Maybe it, yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Don't expect more of me. Okay, so... Again, recap. I'm going to be that person who asks questions instead of makes statements. Are you shaming her for not remembering your bloody, regenerated face after repeatedly erasing her memory? You don't remember. Why would you? I think my eyes are the same even across the regenerations. Is that is that what's happening? And I mean bloody... Not in just the British way here. Her regenerations are literally possible because of the blood that she shed. Yeah. You're getting a little Christological. Keep going. Of course it started on Gallifrey with the Time Lords. Yeah. I'm very glad, again, that Chimnall stuck to that shit. That it's not something that the bigger batters came down and, like, recruited the Time Lords for. No, it was the fucking Time Lords that recruited everyone else. This continues to be absolute space gentrification. She said that division is simple. An indescribable white supremacy. It began on Gallifrey as a group to ensure safety of our galaxy. There's so much dog whistling in there. (laughs) She fucking stole her body and claimed it was a mercy. Yeah, she's like, I saved you. Bitch, no, you did not. And, and And when the doctor gets angry about it, 
gets angry about being robbed of agency and of opportunity and freedom, it is used as justification for robbing her in the first place. Yeah. This just shows I was right to all your memories erased. Bitch. <laughs> oh, I cannot wait to send her to the Kraken time and space. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, It's been so long since we did a normal episode that I was like, what are they saying to me right now? <laughs> What? Oh yeah, we do that. Like so many two things hours I can't wait ago. For. Yeah, two hours ago I had a flashback to writing fake ads, and I was like, "Well, that sounds like past me's problem." And then I was like, "Oh no, no, that sounds like future use problem." Not that long from now, actually. Mm-hmm. It'll come around again. We had we made a lot of commitments <laughs> about a lot of things. Why are we so creative? <laughs> and she said, "I know better." <laughs> Okay, thinking the whole world needs your guidance in order to advance is big colonizer energy. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Not every civilization works or is enlightened. Some require help. Some need you to be told. Division assistant. Yeah, that's right. Middle fingers up. I'm doing the Homer Simpson repeated <laughs> middle fingers right now. <laughs> um, yeah, you owe me your submission because I gave you access to a nice life, sweetie. You denied me my life. I gave you a life. Just Everything. let me own you. Why is that so hard? So basically, this is looking like a pretty natural extension of what I thought the Timeless Children was saying. Tecta Yoon is a colonizing piece of racist trash. She built an empire off of her belief that she has the right to experiment on the world and conquer what she doesn't yet understand. So far, I'm really happy with where the Division storyline has gone because it stays true to its anti-colonial message in Timeless Children. Tech Dayun is still a piece of shit and the Time Lords are still an invention of privilege, a fabrication to dull out power, justify their oppression, rewrite their own history, and colonize the world as they quote-unquote discover it. That reminds me of Henrietta Lacks. Like, yes. what she did to the Timeless Child is the Henrietta Lacks story. It's not even like a stretch. It is. It's not. It is. (laughs) It is the Henrietta Lacks story. Mm -hmm. Henrietta Lacks was a black woman who had remarkable genetics and science literally stole her genetic material and won't give it back to her children who were like, hey, that's our relative. Why don't you, uh, that's ours. You can't have that. And they were like, but science. And also you never asked permission in the first place. You didn't ask questions. And you haven't given us any compensation for the fact that our mother died, but you've kept all of her shit and benefited and profited off of it. Not just like benefited for the better of the world, but actual monetary profit. Yes. Fuck off. This shit exists in real life. Yes. We ain't making it up. Again, not a stretch. You all know. (laughs) It is currently happening, presently. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Let's talk about the TARDIS team. Where... Are you getting the money for all these boat trips? You've gone on so many steamer ships. That must be bananas expensive, especially in 1904. You're right. You're right. So, uh, do we have any notes for Yaz? You do. And, um, I may have a few. (laughs) But I will go down with this ship. Boop, boop. That's my Thasmin Foghorn. Yeah, I don't think we're going to get what we want in this regard. <laughs> wow. You honked the horn and then sank it immediately. I'm, still, I'm honking the horn Cold. personally, but uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to follow through on that. Oh, wow. Most people didn't think we would get what we got, though. Yeah. 
So you just take that negative Nancy energy <laughs> and keep it to yourself. Unless it ends with a smooch, I won't be satisfied. I want it. And I'm pretty sure it's not going to end with a smooch. I'm pretty sure it might. Okay. I mean, Yasmin is with her all the way up to the end. Yaz is in her final special, so. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, you aren't wrong to, um. <laughs> they say sadly looking down. <laughs> to, to assume that, like, I obviously want more than what the show's going to give me, but I can't help that I'm here and I want what I want. Like, I, I just can't. I'm not telling can't. you to I not want can't. what you want. So yeah. I'm going to enjoy it against all odds. But anyways... Because, come on, like, not an if-we-lose-each-other message. Yeah, that was sad. That was sad. And the fact that the doctor saw how hurt Yaz was last time they got separated for a long period of time and decided to make sure that this time she had a recording. Yeah. Something to hold on to and focus on. Oh, that's so sad. I've just pulled you out of your own time stream because I'm good at doing stuff like that. All right, Big Ed. Did you just call me Big Ed? I bet you did. Well, it still works, even if you didn't. And I saw this clip of Yasmin smiling adorably in the promo material, and I honestly had, since then, been wondering, I wonder what she's smiling at. Of, co- of course it was the doctor. <laughs> what else would she look at like One that? One time when something from the promo actually lived up to your expectations. <laughs> it really did. And the, the irony of that is that I didn't even think to think that it was the doctor, because I was like, they're n- no, it's probably just something else. I should have let myself hope. This is the moral story. But it was it was really sweet watching Yaz listen to that and just thinking about how many times she has had to have listened to that for yeah. the past three years. Yeah. I'm probably worried for you if you're hearing this. I'm sure I miss you. Miss you too. I know you do. I hope you said I miss you too, else that bit's weird. Well, but I see that. Like... She had it memorized. (sighs) Yeah, I'm going to need like a really prolonged, reunited, staring at each other from a distance, running to each other, big hug. And then somewhere before it all goes to shit and Jody regenerates a kiss. Putting it out into the universe. And don't even get me started on how this absolutely 100% parallels Belle watching Vinder's message over and over again. They're doing something there. Okay. They have to know what they're doing. <laughs> they, they literally just did the same thing for like the OTP of this season. You kind of have no idea how deep I'm about to go on this. Buckle up. Someone tweeted about how hard you would have to work to try and read Yaz's affection for the doctor while playing that recorded message for the past three years as purely platonic. And Dan Bishop, whatever his name is, liked it. <laughs> and and Doctor Who posted a photo on set on Doctor Who Day. And someone in the production crew, in the production crew, front and center, what was he wearing? A thousand shirt. That's really fucking funny. <laughs> and just in case you were wondering, was it a Thasman shirt? Tumblr, God bless their soul, showed me what I, what I needed to see. Who sold that shirt and confirmed it was indeed a Thasman shirt purchased from Wales just a few months ago. I'm just saying. 
My person's a little bit different. The conspiracy corner. <laughs> We're on it. I told you. You're not prepared <laughs> for how deep I'm about to go. I know. For my thasmanship. Uh, do you still have the link to that shirt? I'm pretty sure we have to put it in the show notes. Oh, I can I can provide some links. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> There's also an interview that Yaz, Yaz, that Amanda Gill gave. And, you know, she's talking about, like, they asked her about Thasmin, of course. And she's like, I hope that the fans, when all the stuff goes down, I hope that the fans will feel like, yes, this is what feels natural and what is natural for Yaz and the doctor's relationship. Yeah, I saw that interview too. Which couldn't mean anything, but it, it could feels, be the most polite sidestep in feels, all of history. Or it feels more positive than negative because that'd be a weird thing to say about like. And then they galloped into the sunset. You I'm know, just so yes, that would be. And also, I'm so burnt by Storm Pilot, where it's like massive oh, chemistry, oh. all on screen. Everything except for actually doing anything with it. And then they were like, JK, JK. No, no, no. No, no, no. Only straights here. And it was like, why? (laughs) For what reason? And then they put some token gay couple in the background and it was like, why? And even Oscar Isaac giving all those just like infuriated interviews for months afterward. He's like, I thought it made sense. Like, we all thought it made sense. We were watching the same shit. There's an interview of him. It's pretty deep into the press cycle, but he's like so exasperated. <laughs> Someone asked him about it. He's like, you know, it's. I think that, that that was an interesting avenue that could have been. It would have been quite interesting and original, and uh, I think unexpected. If they would have been boyfriends, that would have been fun. And that was the interview that somebody retweeted and said, if I were a a billion dollar multinational Mm -hmm. corporation, I would simply make it gay. Ripped to Disney, but I'm different. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, we're all burnt here. My priors make me feel very nervous about it. I am, listen, I... Hope springs eternal for an optimist, yeah. But I've also read a lot of Thasmin Fick, and it has changed my soul. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I want it. I want it so bad. I don't know if it helps at all that they also want it as actors. And Oscar Isaac wanted it. Exactly, exactly. Jump away, I guess. So I don't know. <laughs> but I, I would like to think it does help so much, because then you, you are reminded, I'm not going bananas. Yeah. Like, it's really the production that is going bananas. Also, to be fair and accurate, the first person to know Homo Storm Pilot was Ryan Johnson. It's the only thing about The Last Jedi that I really don't like. Milkshake duck! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. You're right. No, Ryan Johnson did not write well for our dear Finn. Yeah. And I will forever hold that against him for sure. Yeah. Just fucking make it gay. Cowards! You cowards! Anyways. Doctor's already gay. That's obvious. It's very obvious. Duh. How many rainbows does she have her on her at any given time? And that's not... We don't even have to include <sighs> the ones that Sky photoshopped into the gyps. <laughs> Those are also in the air. <laughs> but yeah, the way that Yaz looks at her, just... Wow. There's no heterosexual explanation. There's no <laughs> heterosexual explanation for any of Yaz's existence. Especially the way she holds her face. <laughs> the only way I will forgive no smooch now is if there is a New Year smooch. I will allow it. Oh, yeah. I 
<laughs> I don't need it next episode. I mean, I would love it. I would love it two seasons ago. Yeah. To be real. But I'm saying, like, Jimnal, you got to the end of your run with Doctor Who. <laughs> it's like, and I'm out. <laughs> yeah, it's <but> gay. <laughs> you're doing so much shit already to fuck with people who are so mad at Just with go. You. Yeah. They're already mad at Do you, bro. Like, you fucking said there'd be some gays in this village. <laughs> Everyone will see themselves on the TARDIS. We better not be the gays in the village. How many times the do we have to go over this? Are the two of us. <laughs> the audience watching. There's the, more gays. The but... only gay in the village. <laughs> <laughs> the them. <laughs> Damn it. What? Let's just talk about how smart Yaz is. She's so fucking smart and she capable is. and cute. Just, just look at her hair. Did you see her hair this episode? Yeah. Look at her fucking ride, riding that police system. She's so damn cute. She is. How dare she? I do like that the thing that they've decided her characterization is, is competency. They're like, Yaz is fucking smart. She's a can-do. Everyone else can't do anything. Yaz can, though. Yaz can. Please give her an Indiana Jones fit in the near future. We would really appreciate it. Also. (laughs) (laughs) Not Yaz asking Dan if he's from Liverpool. (laughs) Hey, Dan, are you from Liverpool? Why have you never mentioned it? All right, Jeff, you'll keep your cutlery on. <laughs> oh, it had very much... Are you feeling insecure right now? Because you seem to need a lot of reassurance. <laughs> you need an awful lot of reassurance, yeah. That kind of energy. <laughs> um, speaking of Dan, my one and only note for Dan. <laughs> Dan gets slapped. The end. <laughs> Just pop, pop. Good enough. Good mm-hmm. enough. Yeah, I, my only thought about Dan this episode was they've been there for three years. Like, they've been stuck together for mm-hmm. three years. I wish they had a little more interpersonal chemistry. Oh, really? If you were stuck with someone every day for three years, yeah. No, that's totally valid, but I, you don't think they have interpersonal chemistry? I wish they had more. I think they okay. play off each other fine. Yeah, I think it's good. He just takes up enough space as it is. I'm like, he does. I like, I like how it's going. I like don't want him jokes. to take up more space. I want him to connect with her more. Like, right. I want them to seem closer. I mean, I would like <laughs> to think that he read her pretty well when he walked in and was just like, bro. Yeah, okay? that's the only scene that I was like, this is, at least there's this. Because mm-hmm. he, like, walked in. And Jericho, too, who was like, I'm, I'm going go. to excuse myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shower back here. Yeah. I'm out. And Dan then sitting down and saying, we will see it again. She'll be all right. Whatever she is. So that was the only scene that I felt like, yes, it feels like you all have been together for a long time because you know what it means when she's sitting there looking sad. But and the rest of the episode, it was like... And you know that he knows what she was doing before they yeah. came in. You yeah. know, he was like, oh, you're That's what that to message is. again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he knew what to bring up and what to reassure her with. I was really hoping for something back from her, like... I don't know, a confession of her love for the doctor. <laughs> she didn't even... When she thought she was going to die with Graham, she didn't even open up. So that was very on brand. True, true. She was like, I'm going to die in an hour. You're, you're not so bad either. <laughs> and that's all you're going to get. Yeah, that's it. You better enjoy it. Yo, let's talk about the doctor. 
I am, you talked about this up top, but I'm really glad they doubled down on the timeless child. Yes. I'm really glad. Chipnell said, this is the storyline, and if you don't like it, you can buzz off. Yes. I'm also glad Tecte Yoon got what was coming for her. But honestly, I wanted to see the doctor do it. <laughs> I, I really, I really wanted her to suffer at the hands of those who were subjugated to her experience. There was competing yelling at that moment. Because I was like, turn her into glitter! <laughs> and Sky was like, no! Lots of confused yelling for a minute. I was satisfied she got glittered. She deserves to be thanos Fuck off forever. No one cares about you. It's, n- it's, <laughs> it's not painful enough. You, you want her to suffer. I Justice. want... I want Ruth's doctor to look her in the Ooh, eye yeah. Oh, yeah. when she goes. Oh, yeah. I would take it. You know? Also, if there's no Ruth Doctor next episode, what are we even doing here? What are we even showing up for? Come on. Like I said, there's no way this next episode can narratively accomplish yep. everything we're hoping for. A lot of demands. It's just going to be a carousel of cameos if we get what we want. Hey! <laughs> and there goes Osgood. And to your left, Ruth Doctor. <laughs> um, and I'm just throwing it out there. I'd love to see the master. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Bring that it's dude back. It's just a big finale. It's a closing number can, of a Broadway musical. Everyone's coming out. <laughs> um, All the greatest hits. <laughs> it's a reprise. This last episode is going to be 12 hours long. <laughs> and I'm going to watch every hour of it. We would, too. Jody just absolutely crushed it again. Yeah. Totally in her, her ballpark. Just compelling performance. From her, especially at the division, just holding back that anger while she just kept getting hurt over and over again by Tech Dayun's words, continuing to gaslight her ass and hold her hostage. I'm going to save my friends. I'm going to save that universe and I'm going to destroy division. So hold on to that hat because you, me, and the end of the universe, it's personal now. Damn, it's personal now. Yeah. Is that it? I think that's it. <laughs> well, there's only one more episode in the series, so we'll be back in seven days for the final episode of Flux, The Vanquishers. Vanquishers. Do we know what that means? Nope. Okay. Looking forward to it. Until next time. Be gay. Recast men heroes as women to make boys do crime. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> speakers and please be my doctor whoever yeah uh-huh uh-huh yes sir yeah